Hey friends, welcome to Untitled Gamecast, episode 9, our second podcast of the year. I got my man Dom to my left. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Dom? I'm doing alright. Busy week. Some kids got me sick oh, no. last week. I uh, work in a job where I'm around kids, and unfortunately, they don't understand the concept of blowing their nose, stuff like that, so... Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to start the year. Not... But it's a good way to start the year in the terms of gaming, because usually at the start of years, it's kind of quieter because we have the Video Game Awards. But this year has no chill. And like last week, we have a ton to talk about in the day of the world of gaming. Yeah, so including yeah, the yeah. surprise that Sony will not be attending this year's E3. But Microsoft is. Also that the Xbox Series X was reportedly not have any exclusives for the first year or so. So, Dom, let's dive in today. I am Aiden Gross again, and uh, mm-hmm. we're happy to be back. So first, let's talk about Sony. Yeah, Sony, Sony. Wow. I mean, big headline. Company does something two years in a row. Two years. I don't know. I mean, I get not wanting to make a big show floor just to appease fans when they can do their own fan events across the across the country. Right, right, right. And I mean, they've been doing their state of play, so I think they can still always do the big press conference around the same time, the same way Nintendo does their Treehouse press conferences. Right. (laughs) It's not an official E3 press conference, but it is. Right. Well, before we delve more into our opinions and reactions on it, I just want to read Sony's little comment that they actually put out. And this is, quote, Sony says, after thorough evaluation, Sony has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization. But we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for where we're focused on this year. We will build upon our global events strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to the PlayStation 4 and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we're truly looking forward to your celebration with our fans. Wow. And that kind of in the middle right there, it's a little like jab at the ESA and E3 when they say, E3 2020 is not the right venue, or is, is not the right venue we're focused on this year. And I was like, wow. And I don't think they need it. I don't think they need it this year. I'm just surprised only because um, they have a new console coming out this year. Yeah. Which you think they'd want to be there. Which they haven't shown off yet. They've talked about it. That that you know thing at CES where they show off, showed off the logo and it's like oh here's the logo and it's like oh right 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 it's a lot like the old logo but Sony can do stuff be? like that because when they dropped the logo that was the biggest internet I read something like the most looked thing for like a day or video game news they and not just dropping the logo and how much uh, like uproar they get yeah they have to do little stuff I mean in the end I think Sony has done really 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 well this generation right and until they start receiving that negative feedback where people either stop buying or kind of stop caring they see less engagement well i mean why wouldn't they continue on this uh on what's been working for them so far right i mean i want them to be involved with those e3 press conferences i feel having you know the big publishers like activision ubisoft Mm -hmm. um and then the big I guess gaming houses, you'd call them like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, go head to head to head with each other on on those stages in that small period of time. Right. Is really nice. Yeah. Like they said, Gamescom is that in, you know, Cologne, Germany is actually the biggest event. Right. Meant for fans, which we'll talk about in a minute. PAX and Gamescom. And I'll do my little rant about E3 because I love E3. It was always my dream to go. It was like kind of going to Disneyland. And I finally got to go and I started working at my job, uh, the Retro Games or Game Exchange. Not last year, but the two years before, my manager got tickets because we got we're like one of the vendors, so we got to go see it. 
And it was awesome seeing all the vendors and all just the people and just the personas. I loved seeing the IGN host there. It was it was something that I've never seen. And I'm sad to see the route where E3 is gone and being open to the public now. Which like like let me say this. It being open to the public is great for fans if they want to go. But and I'm saying people are probably like, what? Why is it bad yeah. it's open to the public? It's just if you go to Gamescom and PAX, those are built to be a, a fan event from the ground yeah, up. E3 yeah. wasn't. It was a trade show and they wanted to switch it to this. Yeah. And it's not good. Now there's these huge long lines. At Gamescom, you have like for one game, there's like eight booths for that one game. So yeah. there's not lines waiting for E3. You're waiting in lines the whole time. Yeah. And it's just not, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. No, I mean, you're right. And I'm not yawning at your point. I'm yawning just because I'm tired because <laughs> I don't have good time management skills. <laughs> you know, but I, I am early. sad that we're, um, where E3 is going because yeah. ESA doesn't really care. It's it's a consumer facing event now, unlike before. I mean, well, they've got a people want to be involved more and more in E3. And when you look at how people are getting their news, mm-hmm. like before this, you were showing me the uh, Smash Brothers trailer because I didn't have time to see it. This oh yeah, morning. we're gonna talk about it in a little bit. And Something dropped this morning. The new Smash character. So well, hold up and squeeze that. Where, where'd you go to? You went to kind of funny games. Kind of funny. I've watched a lot of different ones. You didn't go to the official Nintendo channel. You right. didn't go to. Oh, I don't like doing that. I like to the watch official Smash Bros. Yeah. channel. Instead, you went to streamers. Right. Yeah. Which is what, who Notice the ESA that? wants yeah. to bring. They want to bring those influencers that. and those streamers, those people who people, I guess, care more about. Right. Um, and I do that because I do go on the official website, but I like doing it through streamers because I like seeing people's reactions, seeing what real fans are going to say because that's which, the people buying. Yeah, it. and that's why the ESA is kind of yeah. trying to go towards that. I mean, if they end up losing their, you know, the product that they're yeah. trying to market to these streamers, well... That just shows it doesn't work. They're going to have to pick something eventually. Yeah, I'm just sad to see the direction it's going because they keep bragging every year about their numbers, the attendance. And like, yeah, that makes it like, yeah, it's nice that you have these big numbers, attendance, but that makes it worse for like the fans going. You know what I mean? Because there's just more and more traffic and you never get to see really get time with anything that you really want. Yeah, like you know um, I mean? Comic-Con, no one can go to Comic-Con exactly. anymore because everyone wants to go to Comic-Con. Yep, yeah. And it's just weird how E3's just moved from a trade show to more of a consumer show. And yeah. we have enough consumer shows, like I said, PAX and Gamescom. So I don't know. It's weird that E3's coming like that. But I don't think it's, I don't think Sony, I think Sony's smart for doing this. I do think Sony's smart for doing this. But Microsoft's still there. We were talking about, they're doing their... People thought they were going to pull out. They're doing it across the street at the Nokia Theater. So I mean, I mean well, they own, they own the real out. estate. You know, the Microsoft right. Theater is the Microsoft Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the ESA has pushed away Sony though. It makes Sony not want to be there. I mean, in the end, it's all business, isn't it? Sony's I mean, everyone's just... dropping out. EA left three years ago, I think it was. Oh, EA doesn't get any love anymore. Anyway. EA just gets no love. But now everyone's dropping well, I mean, out. Remember Nintendo's what they did? Drop out next? EA once again, even if they weren't on the show floor, they did a conference. Because they showed off Apex Legends and all that. What was it? Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Right, right, right. They did a conference. They showed all that off. But, you know, that's just what they did. Quick um, thing. Do you think Sony will ever come back to E3? Or is this the last we hear about him? For, until E3 changes, I think. That's the last we hear of him. I don't know. Like I said, I think unless Sony starts getting that negative right, yeah. feedback where they get some sort of indication that their plan isn't working, why mm-hmm. would they come back? Yeah. If it's working, why change it? Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the old saying, isn't that's it? That's true. Yeah. The wheel's not broken. Don't change it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's smarter that these companies do these press conferences offsite and let the ESA suffer and let them get their crap together. And don't well, get me wrong, I still think E3 is exciting time, but it speaks to me the value of E3 well, now. I don't think the press conferences, the press conferences weren't ever really, you know, I don't think they were always an on-site thing. The press conferences can happen off-site. I think it's the fact that they're not leasing the show floor space to let people play their games. Right, So right, the conferences right. and the E3 aren't, they are the same, but they're not the same. 
You yeah, feel me? yeah, that's true. That so, is true. Because Nintendo, they have their E3 E3 showcase, but it's always a Nintendo treehouse. They don't hold like a traditional press conference. Yeah, that's true. They don't go, you know, up on stage like that. Right. But I mean, they like still I said, have their yeah. presence on the yeah, show for people you. can play the games. And like I said, it speaks to me the value of E3 now. It's less of a physical event and now more of a period of time during the year. Like everyone's going, it's E3 time. It's, you know what I mean? It's E3 time where everyone, and we're used to that throughout the years it's e3 time and then we think everyone's making their announcements because everyone would wait for e3 to make their announcements like we're used to getting announcements from sony nintendo microsoft and ea and that's fun and exciting but now with directs it's it's different you know what i mean with directs and the state of play and like you're saying with the streamers and twitch like you don't need e3 which i'm sad it's like e3 is not what it used to be well i mean i think that it's not that we don't need e3 i think e3 has an opportunity to either a continue on the path they're going in which case they need to give the you know showcasers yeah more of a reason to go that's why that's my friend was saying you have to have a real incentive to go is sony not there this year and nintendo's not going to no i mean they need to give like sony a reason to go back so they either need to do that yeah or they need to start counting these streamers as press yeah which is a whole nother thing they have to really and make it once again into a trade show Right. But yeah. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I think I think it's a good idea. And like my I thought it was funny. I was talking about my friend. I think e- that E three in a lot of ways is like college textbook where it's really expensive and that at one point in time that was the only way to do something. But since then it's like, why isn't this online or streaming? You know what I mean? And now it is. It it totally is. Like originally E three yeah. was the first way to get info about the newest games and consoles. And since then we've had stuff like Twitch where everything is in, is instantaneous. And now we have games coming out all year. Yeah. Not just at one point in time. So and it's expensive. I heard the room space to get all those the EA or the ESA charges like hundreds of thousands of dollars to put your thing in there. Oh, well, you mean the Los Angeles Convention Center? Yeah. You mean finding, you know, getting that space, filling it, just the cost of attending is yeah. it's not minimal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, we yeah, know that I, Sony showed they could oh, we can move on here. Yeah. We could talk about it all at all day. Yeah, we could, we could go for a while on this, but we have other news. Other news. Before- Cyberpunk 2077 delayed. Just That's real quick exactly. Thoughts. No, you got me. Dom, wow, Dom's good good partner because I had on my notes Final Fantasy 7 remake has been delayed a month and Cyberpunk is delayed. Delayed 5 months. And No, 6 months because it was scheduled for March. Cyberpunk was scheduled Wait, are you for March. Sure? This came up cuz all my notes I'm pretty sure oh, Cyberpunk no, no. was scheduled. It's April. They're going Cyberpunk's going to April. That's why cuz this leads in my notes because Final Cyberpunk's Fantasy 7 going to September. Are you sure? Cyberpunk is going to September. Final Fantasy is going to April. When did that get announced? Um, because th- when I was writing these notes, it said, because that goes in the whole thing. So let me tell you guys, Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come out in March and it got moved to April. And which I think is really crazy now is that shows Square Enix is nope, bumping against- Cyberpunk 2077 is being delayed to September 17th, wow. The Verge. Since PC when? Gamer, Cyberpunk 20, this morning. What? This morning? See you guys. All right, fans, everyone listening. That's why this is such a hard business to do because I wrote so many notes about how I think Square Enix has so much balls it was, to push it their was, game. It would have been a 13, in 13-day 13 window release, you'd have had Cyberpunk, Resident Evil, and uh and a resident a resident evil 3 and final fantasy 7 all right no that's fine that no no that's the beauty of this because look how fast gaming news can change well no it wasn't delayed to april it was originally april it was originally april no i I wrote that was last night it was within a 13 day window it was cyberpunk first then it was final fantasy 7 and resident evil which that's why where are you going to put final fantasy 7 
into the same month, you know? And now it's April. Marvel, yeah. uh, that's why, this is not a big one, Marvel Avengers got delayed also to September. Yeah. I think you're thinking, are, it says Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. Wow, you guys, that's how fast the, the game business is. Well, that shows, it surprises me, which my original notes was, it surprises me about Final Fantasy VII shows the, how confident Square Enix with it got pushed to April. And that's one week from Cyberpunk and Resident Evil Remake, which is crazy. They have waited, they, they should have waited till May. Final Fantasy. Now they don't have to worry. I said put it to May because there's nothing come out in May. Why compete against Cyberpunk and, and uh, Resident Evil 3? But now now it's just competing against Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3 and that's... Um, April something. That's in a week from each other. Yeah, so that's and a those, big are, month two, we those have. are two different games as well. So either people will make room for both or they'll get the one they want. They'll go with the Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. action game. You know, one of the classic, widely lauded as one of the best games of all time. You got a lot of people into yeah. JRPGs. Right. And you've got Resident Evil, you know, survival horror, Nemesis. New trailer for that, by the way. Yes. Looks amazing. Oh, man. Nemesis. Looks great. Yep. But yeah, so... I think it's smart now. Thoughts? I think that's smart. All right, so I was talking about... I'm, I, I love Cyberpunk, but I feel like all the promotions were getting me a little burnt out on it, so I want to just wait to see it. And I was going to ask you a question. What game would you have played if they all came out in the next 13 days, Cyberpunk, Resident Evil, and Re- Final Fantasy? Which one would you have picked first? Because that's... And I had nothing going on in March and April. I've got all these games. <laughs> easy. That's a trick question. Persona 5, The Royal, Aww. which comes out March 31st. Aww. No, April. Uh, that's that's March. We're talking about that's April. Ma- that's March 31st. That that's doesn't count. basically April. That doesn't count. Technically, it does not count. All right. I don't know. I've got Final Fantasy 7 pre-ordered, but probably Resident Evil 3. I yeah. mean, I played through Resident Evil 2, and I really loved it, but it probably would have been... Uh, Resident Evil or Final Fantasy. I'm excited for Cyberpunk. Don't get me wrong. It's I'm just, so excited for Cyberpunk because I've been playing. We talked about last week. Game, the Witcher. Yeah. I don't. It's a big game. It's a big game. I'd wanna. I'd wanna save that till I have you know the time to play. Right. I'm still gonna be doing. It de- know, we're gonna be those doing developers. They deserve my time because after playing The Witcher again, it just reminded me of these developers are at the top of their game right now, CD Projekt Red. Like they, they're finally making a game that they want to do, and I think it's going to be pretty awesome. But Saying all the promotion the top, is at like, the top of their game. Uh, CD Projekt Red the game top. yet? We no, no, seen but like play. I think they're the best developers. I was talking about I think a couple podcasts ago. Right now they're at the top of their game with The Witcher, and just they're 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 polished right now. So they're waiting for this game with Cyberpunk to show what they're really capable of. I mean, don't get me wrong, The Witcher was good, but I thought just in terms of gameplay and just kind of. Certain things like the UI for figuring out how to brew potions, they're not as good as some other developers. I definitely agree it's an amazing game and the way they have all the stories and all the quest lines is amazing. But, you know, they they definitely could have can take some lessons from other developers. And I'm looking forward to seeing what these extra five months of polish allow them to do with the game. That's what. So and on that note, I think Final Fantasy moving a month is not scaring me. I think that's just maybe a little polishing. It's just polish. Yeah, just I polish. think the Marvel Avengers move into September six month is scary, and I think Cyberpunk. I didn't know till this more till on this podcast live that got changed. I don't know about that. Well, Avengers got moved from when to when? Uh, March to September. Square's just not competing. That's why I thought you said yeah. that's why Cyberpunk did the same thing. March to September. Or April no, to April September. to September. So for that's Cyberpunk. why I thought you yeah. meant that. Really quick though. And I wanted to ask a little question with you. It talks about Final Fantasy VII Remake, because I've been thinking about it and talking about it with all my friends. I really want to know what Dom thought about this. So Final Fantasy VII is going to be split up into parts. We know that, right? Remember we talked about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So it's going to be split up into parts. What year will Final Fantasy VII Remake be fully released? And my guess is either 2023 or 2025. My guess would be, um, it's probably going to be just a, not too late, just a couple of years, because once they've got all the assets and stuff, it just becomes a matter of building the new environments mm-hmm. and finishing up the story. So what year? And um, how many parts? I don't know. 
I need to see how big part one is before I yeah. before I go. So my guess is three parts, and I had a weird thought, and maybe you could give me your opinion. So I'm thinking the first chapter would be on current gen, and presumably the second chapter will, I guess, drop next gen. I think calling it chapters is kind of hard, because I think Square Enix is trying to rec- recoup their losses and really get how much money they sunk into this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's weird. I, I'm looking forward. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to push this conversation and a little bit more of our Smash chat to next week because we are getting the signal that we need to wrap up the use of this booth. Oh, they have to wrap it up? Because they have better people uh, to use it. We can finish five minutes. You can no, finish it no, now. We got the signal. All so, right. Thank you all. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.